Now, are you ready? Perfect, I'm ready. Okay, cool, let's do it. We're going live, and we are live. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another meetup from the Data on Kubernetes community. We've now done over 60 meetups, and today we are with a very special person. Very excited about this one. I have seen very few people that reach the level that Siam has when it comes to explaining difficult concepts. Um, in such a way that even I'm able to understand them. And if I'm able to understand them, that really means a lot. Um, so very, very nice to have you with us. As usual, you can check out in the description, all the links to our Slack, to our Twitter, our link, uh, et cetera. We just crossed 2000 people on LinkedIn the other day. Very excited about that. Yay. Um, we have another meetup this week that will be tomorrow with uh, Matt Jarvis talking about some security related issues. Um, but today we're gonna be with Siam who is no stranger to YouTube, no stranger to amazing content. I was lucky enough to participate with him in a CNCF students um, session that we did about a month and a half ago. Uh, very, very, very great teacher, wonderful person, very approachable, someone who's easy to contact um, and has a lot of experience doing these kind of things. That being said, uh, we were just kind of talking before we get started. This is going to be kind of a technical demo. So based on that, we'll see how we get to, if you have questions, you can always, you can always reach out to Siam in, in, in Twitter, uh, in the CNCF Slack, et cetera. Um, but regarding questions, write your questions down in the chat. And then depending on the flow in terms of how things are going, we can, we can address them accordingly. But before we get started, uh, Siam, how are you? How's everything going? Hey, hi, Bart, uh, and thank you for the awesome introduction. Uh, so I am good, and um, uh, things are going well, and we are doing a lot of things for the community. So I'm really excited about that. So we planned this uh, a lot uh, earlier, but due to some uh, circumstances, uh, we were not able to do that. Uh, but today, here we are, and uh, we definitely do this. So that's I'm it, man. Really We're here today, and and this is gonna rock. So just kick, just I mean, people. A lot of people do know you very well because you're a public person and, and and out there a lot. But you know, can you just give us a quick summary of your background, how you got started with working Kubernetes, what you're doing right now in Sevo, just about stuffs going on in general. Yep. Uh, so I'll share the screen real quick because I have my demo slide that I'll share as well. Oh, very good. So, where is that? You're able to see, right? Yep. Awesome. Uh, so basically, my name is Sam Parthak. I'm a CNCF ambassador working as a director of technical evangelism at Sivo. And Sivo uh, is a cloud hosting company. We have a first ever managed Kubernetes uh, service based on K3S. Uh, so it's lightning fast, under two minutes, uh, you get your cluster up and running. Uh, and uh, we have a lot of uh, work that we are doing uh, more cloud native way, more Kubernetes way. So I'm part of that. So basically as a director of technical evangelism, I wear multiple hats. Uh, I participate in the marketing activities. I participate in the developer advocacy ad activities. I participate in supporting the SRE team, uh, those sort of activities. I participate in the innovation activities where I try to explore the CNCF landscape, see which product fits where and how we can accommodate uh, that in some of the problems that we are facing. Uh, so uh, that's how I get introduced to a lot of new things. I get to work closely with the developers, uh, be it at uh, you know, any, any of the open source project at Rancher or at SUSE or at uh, open EBS and all, all uh, those sort of things. 
So I try to engage with more and more developers, more and more folks, how things are working, where things are headed to, because that is very important. And what are the current challenges in the ecosystem? Uh, so because, see, we are also having a product, but we are facing some challenges. And when we face, we try to figure out a solution. And we try to figure out a solution based on the open source tooling. Uh, and if not, then we take some time support uh, from the open source tooling, because some uh, some open source products do have their, their own free versions, and then they have their paid versions, which is uh, very, very fair enough. Uh, so all sorts of things I, I do uh, at work. And apart from this, uh, I also have a YouTube channel, which you can see on the screen. So it's uh, sayampadak.com uh, slash YouTube. So you, all the cloud native uh, streams that I do over there, uh, it's something uh, like I have a guest on the show. Sometimes I do it all by myself, so different kind of thing. I also run CNCF minutes where I try to explain uh, a CNCF uh, topic in under three, four, five, seven minutes. So basically in, in few minutes. Uh, that is there. Also, uh, I wrote a book on um, CKS, which is Certified Kubernetes uh, Security Specialist. So I am CKA, CKAD, and CKS. And I also run official CNCF uh, Certs Magic Show, uh, which is uh, every Thursday, not every Thursday, bi-weekly bi on Thursdays, 8.30 p.m., same time as we are now. Uh, also, I run, I used to run a lot of meetups in person when there was in person, and now I run everything virtually, uh, try to engage as much as we can. And I know Data on Kubernetes is doing a fantastic job. Uh, so Bart, uh, I mean, kudos to Bart and all the hard work that he has put in to build the fantastic community behind Data on Kubernetes, all the massive meetups, uh, the super hit uh, shows that have been put. So I'll try to make, uh, you know, I'll try to keep up to the standards that you have built. <laughs> <laughs> I have no doubt you've written a book. You're certified absolutely everything. Also, everybody, if you haven't checked out Cloud Native TV, check out Cloud Native TV. There's some great stuff on there from awesome folks like Sam and, and others who have different programs about different stuff, but specifically focusing on the cert thing because it's very overwhelming. It's expensive. Well, I mean, it costs what it costs. It takes a lot of preparation, so you don't want to go in underprepared. Great resources out there. Now, Sam, how many streams do you do per week? Uh, I do basically Monday to Friday oh, every day. Every day. <laughs> yeah. So basically this particular time, uh, so 8.30 to 9.30 IST, which is my uh, IST is the Indian standard time yeah. zone in, in which I am. So 8.30 to 9.30, I plan uh, the streams. Uh, so most of my streams would be around this time. So that's so I spend one hour basically learning with the community. So yeah. that's yeah. the whole idea. Perfect. Good. With that being said, let's jump right into your demo. Let's check out what we're going to be seeing today. Awesome. So basically today we'll be... Um, we are here to discuss about Longhorn and what Longhorn is, how it works. And I'll show you one, one very kind of a, a new demo, which you might not have seen uh, how, with, with Kubester, another cool tool. Uh, also, we'll talk about state in Kubernetes. We'll also talk about some of the use cases of Longhorn. And we'll also talk about how uh, the state is changing and how the end users because that is more important. Uh, see, we have a lot of uh, technology out there. We have a lot of CSI drivers out there. Uh, but as an end user, I want uh, just to run my stateful application. So that's that's what uh, it is. So before we dive in, so we'll first uh, talk about the state in Kubernetes, which is very important because uh, the from the convention, uh, from the beginning itself, it, it is like uh, Kubernetes is built for stateless. And that's, that was true because uh, you run their stateless application. They run fantastic because you have your pods. Your pods will uh, die and they'll you know spin up on another node. Now, who will keep track of that state? Uh, so then um, sometimes, obviously, you not actually sometimes, most of the times in the application, uh, you would need state to be persisted. Take, for example, Kubernetes itself. So when, whenever you uh, 
deploy anything or uh, create any configuration, create any YAML file, create a secret deployment pod, replica set, everything is stored in a key value pair uh, in, in ETCD, which is the database. So state is persistent. The state of Kubernetes itself is persistent in ETCD. So they, every application uh, in some or the other way would require some or the other state, uh, you know, uh, at some point. Now, sometimes when you are, you know, uh, working with stateless application, so you can go with host path. So what, what happens is uh, host path is kind of a volume uh, that is that can be used within the, within the host, within the node where your workload is running. Uh, so that caters the use case. I mean, uh, you would not, you would only use host path when you don't care, like if your pod moves from this particular node, from node A from uh, to node B, now the host path volume uh, have been mounted over here, but that won't be available over here. So in that scenarios where you don't care about moving, shifting here and there of the volumes in the host path, that specific use case can be taken care. So that also can be, you know, uh, semi-stateless kind of applications where you have some sort of state for logging purpose, for caching purpose and all those stuff. Uh, so you can use some sort of volumes over there. But in the end, most of the application, like in the healthcare industry, banking industry, HR industry, uh, you know, uh, pharmaceuticals, any, any industry, you would require databases or file system, etc. So when you talk about databases, they have they have to be persisted. Now in Kubernetes, there are a lot of concepts uh, like stateful sets. Now most of the times when we try to run a databases, uh, we try to run MariaDB, MongoDB, and all those things. We we run them as stateful sets. Now stateful sets have their own benefits. We'll not go into all the benefits, but overall, like the names are predictable. And, uh, you know, uh, they, they will only be there uh, one after the other. So means if the first, if you have three replicas, then if the first one is not ready, then the second one won't come up. It's not basically at the same time. So that's how the stateful set has its own characteristics. And most of the uh, stateful, that's the name itself states like a stateful. And uh, so databases and files. So this is one concept. Second concept in Kubernetes is Kubernetes volumes. Okay, I should write K8s actually. It's it's simpler, right? K it's volumes. Now in Kubernetes, you have a concept of Kubernetes volumes. Now what you can do is there are a n number of volume uh, plugins. So what I'll do is I'll show you everything side by side so that uh, everything is there. So Kubernetes volumes. So Kubernetes again, uh, so volumes, like I told is ephemeral for the container and but uh, you need volumes uh, so that you can, you know, persist the data. So that's the whole background, like why you need volume and all those things. So Kubernetes uh, for any kind of volume to a given pod, uh, these things will be there. So types of volumes. Now in Kubernetes, you can see uh, actually on the right hand side, uh, which will be more easy for you to look. So you can see how many types of volumes are there. So, you know, the cloud volumes are there. Uh, you have your host path, which I told you, that's also kind of volume, but it has its own limited kind of use case. Then uh, this is this is what our main goal is, like PVC and PV. Uh, then you have, you know, uh, all the CSI drivers and all those things. Now, what we'll do is, now we have Kubernetes volume. We are most interested in persistent volume because we want to persist the data. So persistent volume, uh, I don't want to create as an end user or as a developer, I don't want to create what I want to do. I will just right, uh, want my application to get deployed to Kubernetes. I maximum to maximum what I can do is I want to write a YAML spec, which I 
might not but still i want to write a yaml spec where i will define the size of the volume that's it so basically i want this particular volume uh in this particular namespace and uh, this i mean this is the size of the volume that i need that's all i don't want to create the volumes uh, you know manually and all that stuff now this is where your csr drivers will come this is where your dynamic provisioning will come where the developer just submits a pod example where a, per, a person will just submit this particular pod so uh, as a developer i will say like i want to run a pod and the uh, container name is nginx and the port is this and uh, the place at where i want to mount inside the container so this is the path which is inside your container nginx container uh, i want to mount it to the this particular volume now this particular volume is persistent volume claim oh what is this persistent volume claim and um, what what does it do what do i extra have to create i will also specify the pvc file which is the persistent volume claim so this is also a kubernetes object so in kubernetes object i will say persistent volume claim now storage class name will be the storage drivers or the storage solution basically to be uh, in in more broader terms a storage solution that the kubernetes administrators have deployed now there are various storage solutions if you see the cncf landscape and you can go you will be finding open ebs you will find longhorn and all of the cloud providers have their own uh, csi drivers like for sibo we have sibo volume which comes pre built with k3s clusters so you don't need actually any csi driver you will just submit this pvc uh, and even you don't specify any uh, storage class because uh, most of the time the kubernetes administrator will make your storage solution as the default storage class so if you do not specify the storage class name it will take the default one now when it takes the default one you specify the read write most of the time it is read write once but there are some limited number of use cases for read write many which longhorn does support in a kind of not very uh, you know uh, straight forward way but like this and then you specify resource request like how much storage i need that's it as a developer i can do that's all now now comes the storage solutions now here we'll talk about longhorn so longhorn is a distributed storage system that will uh, help you create the kubernetes volume now apart from creating kubernetes volume there are tons of features which are we are we are going to talk now so i hope you get the gist of why, what where kubernetes state is at the moment why do we need kubernetes state Uh, for the applications how kubernetes state is you know uh, uh, sorry how the stateful applications are there in uh, you know created in the kubernetes environment like you create a pod you create a pvc both are the objects and then your administrator which which i am for you today so i will be deploying a storage solution uh, onto a kubernetes cluster i'll be creating a pvc and when i create the pvc it's the responsibility of the storage solution to create a volume for me and it is the responsibility of the uh, storage solution to uh, you know uh, to have the backups to have the uh, snapshots to have the disaster recovery backup and all those sort of things obviously i as an administrator would have set all those endpoints targets credentials and all those things so all these things will be taken care of automatically so i hope this particular portion the first piece is clear now let's move on to longhorn actually so longhorn is uh, okay i didn't switch to rb so longhorn is uh, like i told you is a cncf uh, sandbox project uh, it's a cloud native uh, distributed block storage for kubernetes uh, very simple to install i will show you very easy to use again i will show you very easy to configure again i will show you 
uh, use node disk storage and inbuilt UI. Again, we'll go through most of the stuff from the UI. Very fancy, very easy to operate. So basically, we want folks or the end users or basically long on. I'm I'm not talking on the behalf, but here we are just talking about long on. That's why we so long as long on project uh, uh, and when I deploy. So I would want my developers or I would want as a Kubernetes administrator that the person who people who are developing on Kubernetes they do not worry about learning all the things they can you know go to the ui create the volumes very easy and configure up they don't have to deal with the yaml files and all that stuff so i think that's where uh, longhorn ui will be very helpful as well and so it is basically a persistent container uh, container storage solution in other terms so many uses now that's where i told apart from creating the volume uh, on the node where you have specified or uh, you can also tie it up to nfs server and things like that that all those fancy things can be done but it will be on the node so it will be using the node disk which can be hdd sdd and vme etc so on the node disk where your workload is running longhorn will create a volume on uh, to which the persistent value claim will get a bound and then the pod in the pod spec we mentioned remember uh, the persistent volume claim now that particular volume will uh, and that particular volume will be tied to uh, the long volume that long just created so that's how the cycle works we'll again go through the cycle when i show you the demo so basically stateful application becomes easy with long uh, that's that's pretty much straightforward replication very important uh, now with long you can create replicas of your volume so say you have uh, We'll do like this. Okay. Say you have, oops. Okay. Let's do it here. Say you have three nodes A, B, C. Now your workload is running over here and you have your volume over here. It is connected to this. Now say this particular node is gone. Now with long on, you can have multiple replicas and multiple replicas can be on different hosts. Now it tried kinds of proves to be your DR setup and, or basically uh, at first level, we can call it a highly available setup. So you will be having node B, where you will be having the replica. Now Longhorn does have a, a, a on the particular node where the volume and the pod is, it will be having Longhorn engine, which is responsible for taking this and replicating across multiple replicas. So all the data also is in sync. So that's the responsibility of Longhorn engine. So that's where Longhorn comes into play. So Longhorn does not only create this particular volume. It will do lots of stuff. It will do the replica uh, creation, do the replica sync as well. And if this goes down, then still you have the, uh, you know, uh, the highly available volume available. So that's how this particular portion works. Now let's move to the next point, which is yeah, replication. Now back up to external uh, storage or NFS or media. Now what we, uh, what as an administrator you would want is even if your whole cluster goes off, then there should be a backup. Now backups are very uh, useful. You can take backup and store your volume as a backup in S3 compatible storage or NFS. Now, if you don't want to use S3, it's completely fine. You can have your own Minio solution in separate infrastructure, which is different from your Kubernetes cluster and you can store over there. We'll do to be today demo of our menu. I'll show you how to do that. You can have your NFS server set up in a different location and then do the replication. Extremely uh, simple to do because it is very uh, detailed uh, explained in the docs. I'll show you where the docs are. 
So that's how the backups. So basically now when your everything goes off, your long on volumes get deleted, you can restore the complete volume from the backup. And we will not do a restore, but I'll do one operation from a tool called Cubester. So uh, that operation will do, will test this whole functionality, this whole flow, creating a snapshot, creating a backup, restoring from a snapshot. So all these three scenarios will be covered. Next is the DR planning. Yes, of course, you can do DR planning. You can have, you know, uh, disaster recovery planning for your applications. Restore, obviously, when you have backed up, you'll be able to restore the data as well. And uh, the backup scheduling snapshots. Now you can schedule your uh, backup snapshots. Obviously, uh, the term snapshots means they are, they are not the exact full backups. So you have one backup, then the incremental sorry, then the backups after that would be incremental in nature. So basically only the delta. Uh, so you can schedule them. I'll show you in the UI how you can do that. Smooth upgrades. So in I think in V1.1.1, uh, you can immediately update Longhorn without any downtime. Uh, I, I can recheck, I can double check in the release notes as well. I'll show you where to find those. Uh, so that's what Longhorn is. That's what Longhorn gives you on the table. Just a second. But do we have any questions uh, till now? We have paused, so maybe you can take something. We're so good. Um, I, yeah, no, no, we're good. We're good. Uh, mainly awesome. just people that are excited to be here. That's those are the comments we've been getting. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Next up is uh, very exciting. And uh, now you need to understand this piece very carefully, how, how the Longhorn actually works within the cluster, what it actually do. So um, first, obviously, first layer, uh, you have Kubernetes. On top of it, uh, I will be installing Longhorn. And after that, I'll be creating pods and PVC, obviously. Now, this is the things that we have to do. Now, how this layer, the Longhorn layer works is mentioned over here. Now, we'll try to understand that. So basically, um, the nodes, all the nodes, on every node, there will be a manager pod. On every node, there will be a manager pod. Based, now, when a pod runs on every node, it's called a daemon set, a Kubernetes object. So you can say that the manager pod is a daemon set that runs on every node. And it communicates with the API server to create and manage the volumes. So as a request comes to create a volume, it will be creating a CRD. Uh, like I want a volume to be created and then it communicates with the, uh, whenever it receives the CRD, what it will do is long on engine does not create the, sorry, the light is gone, but it's okay. The stream will continue. Uh, so the, where I was, yeah. So whenever the manager pod receives the custom resource, it will directly not create the volume. Instead, it will create the Longhorn engine. So this engine is basically this engine. So it will create the Longhorn engine. Now Longhorn engine will be on the node where your actual pod will be running. So Longhorn engine will be on the, on the node where your pod will be running. And the engine obviously is responsible for multiple things. Uh, it is responsible for all your rep managing the replicas uh, and replicating between them and the replicas getting attached to the local disk on the node, which can be SSDs, STD, depending on which hardware or which VM or which compute you are running that. And uh, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. So Longhorn engine does all the magic and Longhorn manager manages the engine. So you can say that 
in in a in a short summary what it is is there are three instances of longhorn volume there are three instances of longhorn volume and each volume has a dedicated controller which is called longhorn engine so this can be called as a dedicated controller which is a longhorn engine which collects uh, uh, which runs as a linux process each longhorn volume here has uh, two replicas one two one two one two and there will they, these will be on try to be on the separate nodes as that's that's where it will do the high availability thing and the arrows figure indicate the read write data flow between the volume then the controller instance then the replica instance and then the disk so volume controller instance replica disk and by creating separate long one engine for each volumes uh, if one controller fails the function of other volumes is not impacted so that's pretty simple so if each uh, so volume 1 which is tied to pod 1 volume 2 which is tied to pod 2 so if this engine dies then this is not affected so that's why we have different engines for different volumes that's what it means so everything that i said is mentioned in the documentation but this is the kind of simplified version and you know uh, how how things work behind the scenes now yeah we obviously with 1.1.0 actually now we have 1.1.2 rc and also 1.1.1 which is the latest release which we'll be using today so it has uh, read write many support built in not very straightforward i'm telling uh, because it's in the docs arm 64 support amazing csi snapshotter we'll try today prometheus support for the metrics which is amazing so that's pretty much it from the theory perspective uh, what we'll do is sorry what we'll do is we'll go by the way this is my youtube channel sayampatak.com/youtube you can subscribe and you can see tomorrow we are learning rust so if you want you can learn and we have series of stream lined up just a shameless plug not a shameless plug actually it opened by mistake and what we'll do is uh, yeah so this is github page for longhorn and this is the longhorn releases uh, so the latest release which is marked as the latest you can see we have rc as well which is a pre release not a release uh, but there are tons of features and enhancement over there as well but let's go over some of the good enhancement like automatic longhorn engine upgrade so which, this is very important then virtual machine volume support uh, so i think this would be uh, with respect to a new tool called harvester there are multiple streams on my channel for harvester that you can see yes you can see that ability to use volume storage service by virtualization orchestration solution like harvester so that's where we have the virtual machine support now virtual machine would be also able to uh, take uh, use of longhorn and all all those things and then we have what we have is granular resource reservation for engine the replicas you can specify global setting for cpu resource iam uh, long end front end uh, ui performance improvements and all those other features so all these things are there and which is good and let's try that in it action in action and this is a long on documentation uh, basically the long on dot io docs uh, so you can go over here uh so but i don't know if you want uh, the links or you can you can directly uh, you are googling them side by side and sending them over uh yeah if you if you want to if you want to drop the links here in the zoom chat then i can throw them in the youtube yep i'll i'll do that right away uh where is the chat interesting okay here's the chat I'll send it to panelists and the attendees. That's perfect. So these are the docs. 
this is the releases and this is very interesting so i'm pasting the gist which i'll be using right now but i'll explain you what that gist is and how that works with the demo okay enough talking let's go to the demo and see lohan in action so i hope you are able to see the terminal as well yep okay uh, font size okay looks good to me but if anybody in uh, who's here with us on youtube if it doesn't look big enough just let us know and and all we'll we'll make it bigger cool so basically this is the cluster that i created for bot so <laughs> 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 you serial get nodes uh you can see that it's not very old uh so we have a latest version of kubernetes v1.21.2 which is running a uh, one control plane three worker nodes container d and this is the complete setup basically so you have uh, your uh, all the steps that are mentioned that i i have done to set this cluster up and i think it's super simple so make sure you do that and uh, obviously after the last step you have to do kubeadm in it and provide the cid range So that's pretty much it, which is done, and we'll see the pods. Kubectl get pods. So we have Calico uh, as a networking solution, and you can see nothing else is there on the uh, cluster, which is running. So now what we'll do is we'll install Longhorn. So we are installing Longhorn, and you can see the version, uh, which is uh, v one dot one dot one, which I just showed you, which is the latest one. So let's copy paste that. Very simple, right? copy paste oops i'm able to create new oh the thing is this is stuck in terminating so we might have to remove the finalizers so bear with me for a second i have that somewhere stored just let me yeah okay we what we'll do is uh, touch or vi live debugging right and we'll do this and this is my rogue namespace which is longhorn system cool cat and and ah just bear with me for a couple of seconds all good awesome okay so we have uh, now qctl get ns we don't have long on and now what we can do is we can go back to our chest where is that okay and let's install long on so you can see it created the namespace obviously uh, and then service account the all the cluster role binding all the crds uh, that is there for the engine replica settings volumes and then it will uh, also create uh, 
multiple CRDs like, and then port security policies, obviously that will be deprecated uh, in 1.12, right, 2.5, but um, uh, that will be, I think, taken care of by their new project, which is Warden. And then comes the uh, part of the daemon set, which I was telling the Longhorn manager will be running on each node as a daemon set. Then you have a Longhorn backend service, Longhorn frontend, uh, Longhorn UI deployment and its service. And then you have the uh, driver deployment, uh, the Longhorn driver, the CSI one, and all these things. So let's see kubectl get pause siphon A. Okay, why it isn't crash loop back off? We'll check in a moment. Oh, okay, sorry, because we did QCDL proxy, that's why. Cool, uh, so what we'll do is now, should be back in a moment. Hopefully. Interesting. That is funny. Okay, it's readiness probe is failing. Something recently that I did caused this weird issue and I don't think it will fix by default. The rest everything is working fine. see if only I have this cluster or I have another cluster as well.
that is interesting so we might have to do a bit of work over here In the meanwhile, we'll try to log into Anyways, it's taking a bit of time just because of a weird issue, but we'll do it. Very good. Maybe, maybe while we're waiting, uh, one of the questions that we did have is, you know, regarding what you mentioned earlier about, you know, certifications, how does this particular topic of PVC, things related to uh, staple sets and things of that nature, how do these concepts enter into certification, whether it's preparation or perhaps in the actual exam? Yep. Uh, so you will be having uh, the concept of Kubernetes volumes for sure. So okay. Kubernetes volumes is a topic that you should be aware of. You should be aware of how to create a PVC and a PV mount it. And there's a very good Kubernetes task. So if you go to this particular uh, concepts and volumes, persistent volume claim, it will show you, sorry, this one, the tasks of configuring a pod container to configure PVC. And you can see I've already bookmarked this. So this is basically creating a PV, PVC, creating a pod, attaching that, to, uh, using that PVC created over that. So I think that was, uh, uh, that has to be done. So very yeah, very have to do that. Good enough. So we'll exit this one. And we'll go this. Yes. Awesome. So we have root demo two. And we have 
demo one and last one is maybe demo three perfect so you can actually you'll be able to see the cluster setup as well which is great and there was like yeah that is fine and we'll do the exit of this and now we will take our gist so okay we'll we are okay to take our gist and we are okay to run that on install.sh. Now, hopefully this won't, <laughs> this will run. CS mod, plus X install. And to the third one. Okay. We still have time, so it's okay. CS mod plus X. Let's go to, okay, which one will? Cool, things are working, looks like. Where we are, demo one. This is doing the CRI, which is okay. This is also doing the CRI one, which is fine. And in the meanwhile, what we'll do is Calico cube ADM container the setup. I think we have just the Calico piece left. Yep, uh, Calico, Calico, Calico. That's it. I'll add that as well, the Calico piece. Okay, so first we'll do the cube ADM in it. This is on the demo one, okay, which is fine. And after that, we will copy the Calico networking, perfect. So it'll take a bit of time. I'll explain you in the meanwhile, what we are going to do. So uh, what we'll be doing is uh, after the installing all this, after installing Longhorn, uh, we'll be installing Kubester. So Kubester is basically a tool to benchmark uh, your Kubernetes storage that have Kubernetes storage solution that you have on your clusters. So benchmarking in the sense, it, uh, it does two things. First is benchmarking the performance using the FIO, which is the regular uh, testing tool for regular performance benchmarking tool, FIO. Uh, and it will also test the snapshot and backup feature for the enabled ones. So all the Kubernetes volumes or Kubernetes storage solutions that are enabled onto the cluster, it will scan them and it will see on which of them the CSI snapshot 
the CSS snapshot is working and uh, print that. And then we will do a, a CSI, a Kubestr snapshot test as well. So we will be doing this particular test. So we'll be checking CSI check. So this will uh, create a pod plus PVC. Then it will create a snapshot from that. Then it will restore from the snapshot, which will, which is basically the backup restore functionality of Longhorn. Not only Longhorn, but in this case, it's Longhorn, but it can test off any uh, CSI uh, one with, where it is enabled, where this feature is enabled. And then it will restore the pod and PVC and then it will delete the resources. So it will do okay, okay, check like, does the backup snapshot features work for this particular CSI uh, storage solution that you have implemented on your cluster. After that, what you'll be doing is you will be uh, doing a Kubestr FIO uh, and we'll be just doing it on a 10 gigs disk. So it will create a 10 gigs of volume and do all the checks of that, which is there. Okay, so we are almost done uh, for the, it is, it is already downloaded all the images, which is the regular Kubernetes images 1.21, I think I hold as well. Yeah, it is set on hold. So basically what we have done till now is we have taken, we have created not four now, we have created three nodes, one control plane, one will be, two will be the worker nodes. Uh, we have uh, done all these steps to set up Kubernetes with the container D setup. So all these things are for container D, then uh, swapped off the memory and then installed the, um, uh, the what do you call it? Uh, some of the pre-requirements like the transport HTTPS curl, et cetera. And then we have the uh, adding the packages and the key for the cube ADM, uh, cube CDM, cube ADM and all these. Once we update, we're able to get, we select the specific version which is 1.21.2 and then we mark them on hold. Awesome. So we now have uh, the Calico up and running. Oh, sorry. The, sorry. So we now have... Uh, First node ready, we'll run few of these commands, which are mentioned over here and done. Now we'll install our Calico. That is done. And now we'll also in the meanwhile, join the nodes using the join token. And the next one, awesome. So basically you have, you got the fresh start to the cluster as well. We do have a question um, from Sujay. Thank you very much. Does Kubster work against cloud provider storage solutions? Uh, it should work. Uh, so if they, if that is exposed, uh, if it's able to find, basically, I'll do a scan. So I'll do a scan. So if it's able to find the scan, it can do all the operations mentioned in the Kubester. I'll show you that. So by now, we should be having something at least. Kubectl get maybe nodes. Yeah, it's not ready. That is fine. I hope it uh, first is ready. Awesome. Oops. It's done. Okay. Come on, come on. You want already. Okay, second, third is also ready. And now is the second one, which is taking a little bit of time. Okay, awesome. We have a cluster up and running. It is ready. Now let's install quickly Donghorn. Done. Kubectl get pod siphon A. Let's see now what happens. This will be interesting. 
Also, in the meanwhile, there was installation of few other components, which I'll explain on the go. That would be very useful, I think. Um, yeah, ingress controller we install first. So we, I'm also installing an ingress controller Nginx. Okay. So Longhorn Manager is still container creating because it might be downloading the image. Apart from that, all other components are running. Okay, Calico Cube Controller is still container creating. We should have waited a bit, but it's okay. We can't wait too much. Okay, we have this, we have this, and let's create some of the secrets, which is fine. We can create that. So we are just creating a secret test test so that we can, when we log on to the UI, we get uh, basically the username and password prompt uh, that we can use. So this will be the basic auth. So let's create that. And auth is created. And we'll also create ingress. Obviously, we have to create the ingress for the Longhorn UI. Okay, it's still under, sorry. Ingress has still not come up yet. Let's pause. At least one manager is running somewhere. Can I see? Awesome. So at least one controller, uh, sorry, not the Longhorn manager is running somewhere. It is still container creating. Okay, we'll still wait. And we also have the Nginx ingress controller, which is also in waiting state. So now maybe I'm tempted to do the describe. kubectl describe. Longhorn system. It has started. Why it is saying it's not created? Ah, oh, the same error. Interesting. Okay, so due to some reason, things are not working as expected. And now they are. Yay. <laughs> okay, so now you can see that after the manager, uh, it has started the engines, it has started the snapshot or resizer and other bunch of stuffs. And right now, this is also coming up. So there is some issue that uh, that is happening with the cluster. I don't know what, which it is taking a little bit of time in, in doing that. Now, I don't even know whether the first one succeeds. I think that one also might have gone okay in some time. No, it is still in crash to back off. Anyways, we'll not look at this cluster anymore. So let it get created for the moment then. And what are the next steps that we have? Yeah, we have the ingress that we have to create. Let's see if this gets, yeah, we have the Nginx controller running now. This should get created. Okay, so we have the Longhorn ingress as well created. Uh, this is, we have to do in the UI, so that is fine. In the meanwhile, let's install Kubester. So we'll install Kubester. So it's a simple curl command. 
So you can go to the Kubester uh, releases and download for different for your operating system, like for Mac or for Linux or for anything. Uh, after this, we'll untar that. Now, what I was saying is uh, to the question that was asked earlier. So if I run Kubester, it will do a scan. So it has already scanned and it found a storage class, which is called a Longhorn. But right now, if you see, it says it didn't find any snapshot. So you can see, can't find the uh, CSI snapshot. So this is the CSI driver, but it wasn't able to find the snapshot thing. So I cannot run uh, this particular command as of now, which is the uh, snapshot. So I cannot run this because it hasn't detected uh, because we have to enable some of the things uh, before creating this. So those are the CRDs. So uh, we have to go to official Kubernetes CSI external snapshotter and create some of the CSI, which is called snap volume snapshot classes, volume snapshots, volume snap volume snapshot contents. So all these we have to create. So let's create those one, two, and three. Next is the uh, volume snapshot controller, which will be watching all the CRDs. So which basically custom resource will be creating. Uh, then it will be going to the controller and controller will be doing the magic. And uh, then this one, the first one was the RBAC. So this was the RBAC and this is the setup. So you can see the RBAC and everything got created. So till now, let's see what all things have been created. Most of the things are running. Some things are still creating, which is okay. We can wait. I, mean, I think those few of the things can wait. It's okay. Uh, we'll keep continuing. Now we'll create the snapshot class. So you can see we created a snapshot class dot YAML CRD. Now we are creating the custom resource. Now we are actually creating the uh, CR. So this is created and we'll also install menu because I want to show you the backup and restore functionality. So we have the menu, we have ingress controller, we have uh, most of the things set up. Let's run. Okay, first let's see kubectl get pods hyphen a because I'm just creating, creating, creating and not checking what is running. So almost everything is running apart from the menu. Okay, menu is important because it's a backup uh, destination. Yeah, now we have to go to the long run UI. So let's go to the long on UI, which is kubectl get svc hyphen a. Where is your ingress controller? This one, okay. 30160 and let's go here. And we'll also go to instance. I think this is demo one. It's okay, proceed to visit this. Oh, I have to enter password. So this is where I was telling you it'll get prompt for the username and the password. And we have given the username and the password as, I only forgot that, test and test, 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 login. Obviously you can give your own password. Hooray, we have the long on UI. So folks, uh, I, I showed you actually the, uh, even after the failure, failed attempts, 
a lot of failed attempts we are at least able to uh, use the uh, i mean create a complete cluster from scratch uh, and we have the longhorn installed on that and we have this is the ui so this is the dashboard and all the events that are happening so you can see all the events uh, for the longhorn system that is happening and so i'll show you the ui but in the meanwhile let's first run this particular command first let's see the pods all pods are running and god okay now to the question we ran earlier we didn't get this one right it wasn't able to get the csi driver but now it got the csi driver as well that means i can also run the csi snapshot functionality test which we'll definitely do right away so let's run this particular test hipster csi check by the way i also have a blog written on the same that you can check uh, basically it describes more on the hipster how it works and all those things but this is the first time i'm demoing it kind of in a live scenario so again at the hipster check sorry sam could you link the blog as well could you put that in the uh, chat picture yep so hipster if you see my blog would be somewhere in the first page so benchmarking kubernetes storage using hipster it came i think it came on 30th march or a couple of days back and i have posted it on the next day so it explains like this is the cloud native storage ecosystem from the cncf landscape so you can see how many are there so you can see longhorn is listed over here open ebs is there and you can see how the ecosystem is evolving that's to cater the needs that the end users are having so that's why the stateful workloads are no more like it's not getting created so it's it you know it has all the steps and all the benchmarking and all those things perfect so post the link as well in the chat with chat so basically after all the hurdles as well we should be able to complete on time and i'll copy this but not paste so what we were saying is uh, it created the application and let's go to the ui as well what is happening uh, so let's go to the volume so as so you can see the volume is already created and also you can see uh, it has the volume and it has the uh, replicas so two nodes are there so two volumes are there generally obviously the three node cluster is much better so that's why it is replica scheduling failure it is three uh, i should all, all already have three node i don't know whether this will work properly because three nodes is ideal um i should have done three but it's okay at least some part some portions of that should work and then uh, taking a snapshot so it is taking a snapshot i think snapshot itself failed right okay scheduling is failed i think snapshot is done let me see the events so you can come to the volumes you can also see the uh, volume uh, logs i mean uh, the volume events what is actually happening in the volume you can on the dashboard see the volumes uh, how many volumes are there in the backup uh, you can see oh we didn't do a major thing so before visiting the backup you have to specify the backup entry so let's search for backup and we have to put the backup target and we have to put the backup secret so this was created as part of the minio deployment that we did awesome so now we have now if i go to the backup this won't show the error but now if the volume will work or not uh, that is that would be strange thing 
we never know. And we can, what we can do is we can also, oops. Yeah, we can also log in again to this particular node to see what is happening with the pods. So that demo one, perfect. But we do have few minutes, right? I mean, it's not a hard stop. No, 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 not at all. Not okay, 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 cool. No problem. So you can see that in the default namespace, there's a pod which is running, uh, Kubester CSI pods. So Why I didn't create that? It's it was created as part of the uh, Kubester test that we are running. Kubectl get PVC. You can see the PVC was created 54 seconds ago, three minutes 54 seconds ago, and Kubectl get PV. So you can see the PV was also created, and all these things uh, that you are seeing uh, from that, you can see from here as well. Yeah, so the backup is created successfully. So we uh, created, we specified the endpoints and the backup is created. So this menu setup can be at different location. You just provide the URL, it will backup to that menu location or uh, to any S3 compatible uh, location and also to the NFS. So all these things are documented very well in the long -term documentation. So if you go to the backup and restore, you can, uh, back up to a target and there can be different targets. So AWS S3, uh, local testing backup, which is the menu and NFS backup restore. So you can have uh, a number of, uh, I mean, at least these number of solutions, which are, which are good, I think for backing up. So let's go to where our test is running. So a snapshot was created successfully, but the pod did not transition to running state because obviously the context deadline exceeded because we didn't set up the, uh, what you call, uh, the tar backup target in time and uh, we were late in that uh, respect. Uh, but let's do the final test. So this is also very important from end user perspective uh, because you might be having uh, a doubt like how each storage is performing, what is the benchmark for each storage and that's where Kubester becomes very handy. So you can have uh, a couple of clusters, initial POCs, you can have Kubester on that and it will create a PVC and then it will start running uh, all sorts of tests on, uh, on that. Uh, in the meanwhile, we'll also run this particular test in the backend. So this time maybe uh, it does create in the backend. Hope it has enough memory and everything. So now if you go to the dashboard, so you'll, have, you'll be having a volume. So all the operations that you can see, uh, the volumes are over here and all the operations that you can see, you can create a volume from here as well. Uh, you can select the number of replicas. Actually by default, it's three. That's why it is creating problem because we don't have three nodes. It tries to create the replicas on three different nodes. That's why that setup is ideal. And the volume becomes degraded as you have seen. It becomes degraded because it do not have the right number of nodes to create the replicas for high availability. And uh, we can also uh, go to each of the volumes, go to the backup section. We can create the backup manually or we can schedule the backups. So we, if we go to each, uh, any particular volume, you can see, uh, you can schedule the backups, uh, take the snapshot, create backup, and also you can uh, expand this. 
you can schedule the backup from yeah take snapshot immediately and uh, i hope the backup is okay there are a few backups which are created which is fine and now you can create a disaster recovery volume you can also restore from latest backup and uh, what else uh, yeah uh, there are different nodes uh, you can have dedicated nodes only to longhorn so you can have like uh, edit nodes and uh, you can add different things like a cpu memory request uh, you can mark it as uh, uh, you know uh, unschedulable as well you can change it will tell you the path as well you can add a disk as well and all those things and then you can edit the node enabled and disabled so disable scheduling means longhorn controller or the engine basically which is there won't be scheduling the replicas or uh, things on this particular node all these things can be controlled from the ui obviously you can do it uh, from the custom resources as well because the crds are there if you want to write a yaml you can do that all the events uh, will be here so all the events will be happening over here so now let's go back enough of the talking awesome so you can see the result came as okay now this means uh, it was it created a pod it created a snapshot it restored the pod and the pvc so the csi checker test successfully snapshotted and restored now this is a very cool feature you can test the restore and backup functionality all from uh, this particular tool that whether uh, it will cater your use case whether you will be able to take snapshot whether you uh, you will be able to restore from a snapshot so all these things will be uh, very beautifully done over here and this is also done successfully and you can see uh, all the iops you can see the uh, 732 which is great and uh, the uh, block size of this block size what with the, what will be the ios or what is the average min max and for the right uh, read so for read write bw write iops and read iops so you can see all the performance benchmarks you can do against different storage classes and all those things so that pretty much sums up what i had for you to tell for today uh, there were some hiccups, but I hope we all learn from it. I'll obviously try to fix the other cluster and let you know uh, what was the issue. Uh, I didn't want to do it live because uh, time was running out and we had a faster solution, which was just creating instances because like Sivo Cloud is fast because it will create you instances in less than 30 seconds. So we got three instances. We just created everything from scratch uh, with the Kubernetes cluster, then installed Longhorn, then installed Kubester, set up Minio as the backup target. We tested the snapshot and backup functionality. We also tested the performance and I showed you where and all settings, what all things you can do, schedule backups, do a disaster recovery, all the settings from the UI as well. So that's all in all Longhorn brings you as a package, uh, as a storage solution for a stateful application for Kubernetes for end users. And all of this done at 8.30 p.m. on a Monday. So that's that's no small accomplishment. <laughs> Before we finish though, we do have a question um, from Haidao. Thank you for the question. If my pod goes down and a new pod comes to another node, what will happen to the existing volume? Will it be mounted to the new pod or will it be deleted? Yeah, you will be having the replicas. Uh, so your uh, volume is safe. Obviously, that's why we have that highly available architecture. So if your node completely goes down, your pod moves, it will be attached to the same uh, volume of that replica. So you won't be facing any downtime. Your engine is responsible for syncing across the uh, across your uh, backups. Also, if you see in the uh, in the volume section, so you can see it is actually uh, degradable. Degradable means you only have two replicas running. So it doesn't uh, count two replicas as, as a highly available. So you should have three replicas and then it can uh, schedule. That's why it is degradable over there.
Very, very good. Um, that being said, Siam, fantastic as always. We got a lot of links. We got a lot of good stuff there. Definitely going to follow up with that blog post as well. We'll be posting that in the um, in Twitter and in LinkedIn when we share when we share the video of the meetup. Um, it, absolute pleasure to be with you here today. We have something for you that will be. Oh, got to get that out too. Um, no, I did mention in in the YouTube chat about about your program about certs. Um, so very, very practical for anybody out there. And it seems like it's becoming more and more in demand that companies are looking for folks with those certifications. Don't be overwhelmed, get help, go to resources, check out Siam's TV program on, on the cloud native TV. Um, Siam, we will have something for you, but we will send it later this week in, in social media. We'll also share it with you on Slack. Thank you very, very much for your time today. And you're very easy to find. So look, for everyone who's out there, you've got all the links. You can check out Siam's uh, YouTube um, channel. It's got tons and tons of stuff going out there. I'm going to check out that book as well, too. I think we need to I think we need to do a little bit of a lottery to get that book out there, too. So, um, yeah. So just want to tell that yeah. any certifications or uh, even when you are learning the new tool. Uh, so do watch out the CNPF minutes. Uh, what, what the main goal is, uh, in companies as well for end users. So it's not only for students, it's not only for early adopters, it's basically for anyone who is trying to find a solution because yeah. in the CNPF landscape, uh, for each of the problem, there are multiple solutions that people have built. Most of them will be open source, so you will get confused. So the, the goal here is to simplify things, at least tell you in a few minutes what this particular tool does. If you find it interesting, then do a POC. Now, when you learn each tool or you learn any certification, there is a learning curve involved. Now, you will be always ending up learning something new, which is perfectly okay. Yep. No, I think I think that's the point is don't get overwhelmed. Just be proactive. You know, that, that's yep. the trick here. You have these resources, um, so use them. Also, if you want to reach out directly, I'm sure you can you can contact uh, Siam through Sivo. Kubernetes Slack, CNCF Slack, once again, the resources are there. You just got to don't be afraid and, and take advantage of them. Oh, and last but certainly not least, we want to get his Twitter in there too. Very active on Twitter as well too. I, when do you sleep? I suppose that should be the next question. And maybe the answer is not enough. Um, but, yeah, uh, but anyway, very, very active, very busy and wonderful attitude. So you can't beat that. Um, Siam, thank you very, very much for your time today. And we'll be definitely seeing you again in another meetup, I'm sure. Absolutely. Thank you so much for doing this. Uh, pleasure being on, on Data on Kubernetes. I always wanted to do one with you and this is not the first and last. This is just the beginning. Exactly. Exactly. That's what we're all about. Thanks everyone to the wonderful questions in YouTube chat. We'll continue the conversations in Slack. Take care. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye.